raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Call now with your question, 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. Hello and welcome to our healing show, Healing the Whole Person, Body, Mind, and Spirit. Today, our host presenter is Father Robert Sears, S.J. You know him well. He is one of our regulars. He's a Jesuit, a former professor of theology at the Jesuit School of Theology and the Pastoral Institute of Loyola University, Chicago. His emphasis is on the relationship of psychotherapy and theology. Father is currently a spiritual director, counselor, and writer on various aspects of healing. He gives workshops and retreats on faith development and healing, especially intergenerational healing. Uh, Father has a website, www.familytreehealing.com, and where you can find uh, a lot of his writings. Um, and so, Father, today his topic, I understand, is happy are the merciful, they shall be shown mercy. We're still in the season of mercy, so... Another great show, Father. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, this is a, we're continuing really our reflections on the Beatitudes as keys to joy and as keys to healing because joy is one of the signs of healing. And they're signs of the presence of the Holy Spirit who works in our hearts to restore us to what God intended before Adam and Eve sinned because God never lets go of his gifts and his call. And he's called us from the beginning to be as Adam and Eve would have been if they had not sinned. And through Jesus, he's restored us. And so the Beatitudes are a reflection on what it would be like to be in the spirit of Jesus. They're presented, as I uh, will have uh, expressed in the past and continue to be working from a view that they're presented in one order and re explained in reverse order with three passages in the uh, New Testament that explain each beatitude in reverse order. For today we're going to be reflecting on the fifth beatitude, which is, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be sown mercy. And Pope Francis pointed out that mercy comes from the Latin misericordia, which is a heart for the miserable. And this is a quality of our sin that brings out something in God that he can't show us if we didn't have sin. Because the Son identifies with our misery, our sin, in order to restore us to what God had intended before Adam and Eve sinned. So Jesus has in mind for this beatitude is shown by three passages that clarify it in Matthew's the fifth chapter, 38th verse, uh, to the sixth chapter, the fourth verse. And so if we look at those passages, we can get some idea of what Matthew had in mind. And the first passage begins like this. You've heard that it was said that an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. So Jesus is saying, you know, don't 
respond in kind when somebody is evil turns against you, like with resentment or anger in turn. But does that mean that we're supposed to become doormats? <clears throat> Did he want us to simply accept it and just let it be? Well, Jesus wasn't himself a doormat, and he's the living embodiment of the Beatitudes. We can just think of his example at the trial before the high priest Annas. A temple guard struck Jesus in the face for how he responded to the high priest. And Jesus answered very clearly, If I've spoken wrongly, bear witness to the wrong. If rightly, why did you strike me? So Jesus wasn't violent. He re didn't respond in kind, but he was assertive. And he let the guard know that he understood what happened and he tried to bring the guard to an understanding. If I did rightly, why did you strike me? He wasn't just a doormat. He responded with what we might call nonviolent confrontation, as Gandhi learned to do from Jesus. And the examples that follow in this first illustration illustrate what that would be like. We sometimes don't understand them, but the first one was when someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other to him as well. That can seem like we're just letting somebody beat us up. But from the point of view of their culture, to strike somebody on the back of your hand, which you'd have to do if you had the right cheek, is seen as demeaning the person. But to strike someone with the palm of your hand or with your fist treats them as an equal. So Jesus recommends standing straight when someone seeks to put you down. Make him look at you as an equal. He did that with the soldier. And he goes on to say, if anyone wants to go to law with you for your cloak, that's your outer garment, as an outer, a loan shark might do, in Ezekiel, or Exodus, rather, 22, 25 to 27, give him your undergarment as well. That's why it doesn't say that in the scripture because they have a different word for it, but that's really what the word means. And that would render a person naked. And in that culture, to look on a naked person would bring the humiliation on you, not on the person. That's what Dennis and Sheila and Matthew Lynn explain in their book, Don't Forgive Too Soon. And Jesus goes on, should anyone press you into service for one mile, go with him two miles. In that culture, a Roman soldier could impose on you to help for one mile, to take his, guard, his material or whatever. He could be punished for demanding more. In each of these cases, Jesus is recommending that one stand up for oneself, but not in a nonviolent, but in a nonviolent way. One stands tall amid the most trying circumstances. And then Jesus goes on to say, Give to the one who asks of you. Do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. Be generous with what God has given to you. Not to impoverish you, but to share your surplus with one in need. This is what God does for us and what will give joy to our hearts. It's a quality of mercy. 
loving those one's culture sees as outcasts or unworthy of love. But he goes on to say that mercy includes more than that. Jesus goes, he says that you've heard it said that you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly father. For he makes his son to rise on the good and the bad and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not tax collectors do the same. So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. So Jesus is kind of calling us to an ultimate mercy, that is a love that can't be stopped by the harm that other people do to us. And even if they attack us, we can look on them as the one that are, is, are in need and that they need prayers and they need to be converted so that they can turn back to the Father. In other words, imitate your Heavenly Father as a child learns from his or her parents and love those in misery just as God loves us in our misery. That's what Jesus did on the cross. That's what we celebrate on Divine Mercy Sunday. It will make us very happy and cover a multitude of sins. And finally, Jesus speaks about almsgiving. When you give alms, he says, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do to win the praise of others. When you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your almsgiving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will repay you. In other words, give alms because that's what God does for us and it will draw you into a deeper intimacy with God. Someone once said intimacy is into me see, seeing into my inner self. It is when we let someone into our deepest self, our vulnerable self, that's where God dwells. As St. Augustine said, God is closer to us than we are to ourselves. And that is where true love dwells and where all healing begins. When we don't resist evil, we let it take us to our deepest pain, our deepest fear that Jesus bore on the cross in order to restore us to God's original intent for us. So that's why Andre Bessette who's a brother in Montreal, who's well known for all his healing and his humility and his love of St. Joseph. He says, of trying, instead of trying to avoid hardships, ask God to, for the grace to bear them well. That will help us to forgive as God forgives us. And that's what we can't learn and wouldn't be revealed unless we had sin, unless we had misery, because God's love goes beyond simply loving us when we do good. God's love can't be stopped, and he loves us in our deepest need, in our deepest vulnerability, and he doesn't impose it on us, but he comes, becomes needy and vulnerable with us, so that we know we're never abandoned, 
no matter what needs we have. And we can do that if we let that God do that in us, then we'll be more empowered to do it in other people. So again, this is this is a reflection on mercy, which is this the king or the the time, the Easter season is this season of God's mercy. That Jesus has identified with our sin, our misery, our difficulties, and forgives us unconditionally. He said on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And he identified not not with our successes, but with our failures, with our sin, so that we know that we're never abandoned and we can always turn back to God for his forgiveness. Isn't that a blessing? If we could take that in deeply, then we would be at peace because we'd know that God loves us no matter what, just as we are, so that we can change. Blessings to you all, and may that experience of God's deep mercy be with you also, that you be open to his love, which goes beyond our understanding. And if you look at Matthew 25, the last judgment, he's really pointing out in that situation with the the last judgment how to live out this divine mercy in practical terms I was hungry and you gave me to eat I was thirsty and you gave me to drink I was imprisoned and you visited me I was ill and you tended to my needs when did we do that Lord He said, as often as you did it to the least of my brothers and sisters, you did it to me. So deep down, we are the people that we're ministering to. For deep down, we have hunger. We have an emptiness and a longing for God. Deep down, we have thirst. We desire for the Holy Spirit to fill us. Deep down, we're imprisoned in our own choices in our own sins and Jesus visits us and comes to us so all of these are really ministering to the deep part of ourselves when we let it be shown to the Lord Um, Father I just could listen to you for 24 hours a day I you just open up the meaning of these things so deeply to me Um, I just appreciate you so much for that and I'm sure our listeners feel the same way um, I just had lunch with someone who um, who who uh, works at um, or volunteers at um, a nursing home in Libertyville um, mm. and I can't think of the name of it but anyway she <laughs> she is living out this description of what you just shared she has a heart for the for the for misery for for the people who are so mm-hmm. miserable and i marveled as she spoke it's the winchester house i'm sorry i drew a little mm-hmm. blank and mm-hmm. many people will know it in this area and she works with the alzheimer's patients and all and she just loves work talking to them and helping them and loving them and listening mm-hmm. to them and giving them little things and i just marveled at her what a gift she has and it's not i don't think i have that 
you know, and I, w I would like to have it. Uh, and your words kind of like are encouraging me to think more about this and how I could have that, how I could be more like Rita. She's just a beautiful soul. <laughs> it's beautiful. I think one, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I have to learn that too, of course. I mean, we're, uh, I think the more that we really realize that we're like them, that they are like us, mm -hmm. that we really, they, like the homeless, the people that are homeless. Well, in some ways, at our spiritual depth, we're homeless. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't, we don't belong here. We belong to God, and we're longing for t being taken back to God. I can remember when we go to Israel, you know, I just came back there at the Easter season, and it, it feels like home over there. You know, it's because... That's where Jesus is. Sure. And so when we're coming to that home, that's it's it's beyond just this life. And so we really are in some ways homeless. Mm -hmm. And so when, as Jesus was, he said that he doesn't have a place to lay his head. And so it, somehow the people that, that we're ministering to or that he asked us to in the, the last judgment, they're in captivity, those in prison, those... Those who are hungry or thirsty or don't have a place to stay, etc. <clears throat> These are all kind of revelations of, of a deep part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when we get in touch with that deep part of ourselves, we have, the compassion grows. In other words, when we have compassion for our own inner vulnerability, then I think it grows for other people who have that in, in real life, you mm -hmm, know. Mm -hmm. That's a lovely way to look at it. And to pray, What uh, also what touched me in your um, reflection was the um, the Brother Bassett's um, advice, ask God for the grace to bear hardship well. That That's something, usually I'm asking him for the grace to find healing or first to um, yeah, get over yeah, this yeah. or get beyond it and you know not to bear it well so that's yeah. new for me that yes um, <laughs> I kind of like that that well he was a he was a I liked the, the brother he was a you know a very humble brother and uh, <clears throat> and when he was there he was just kind of devoted to St. Joseph and he wouldn't be the uh, welcomer, you know, at mm -hmm. the uh, college, and when people would come, he would pray for them, and they'd get healed. So he became <laughs> <laughs> well known for being a healer in Montreal, and millions of people go to the basilica now every year <laughs> to, to of honor course, of course. him. And, <laughs> and I have a feeling help. that Saint Joseph was behind the healings because. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> we just did our share and we devoted it to St. Joseph, and we had so many beautiful stories of what a powerful intercessor he is for us. He's so little, you know, uh, revered for that, and yet he is. He's, he's more power, he's as powerful as our mother and, and Jesus almost. Well, he is because Jesus will always uh, say yes to him. But yeah. Jesus said he would say yes to all of us yeah. if we would just come. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you. We're going to have to take a short break, and we'll be back. Don't go away.
The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Hi, I'm Nancy Martin, and I'm coming to you from the University of Notre Dame, and I'm here with Father Jenkins, the president. Any form of communication, I think, in today's world is extremely important, and Catholic Radio reaches audiences that we can't reach in other ways. So uh, it's an important work of evangelization with the Pope is very high on. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. We're talking with Father Bob Sears, who just gave a stunning reflection on happy are the merciful, they shall be shown mercy. Um, and at the end, I was saying um, about the, the power of St. Joseph, and then you made me feel so good, Father, by saying, well, you know, the devotion to St. Joseph, our Lord loves St. Joseph because he's his father, but he loves our prayers just as much. That made me feel really great. You know, he listens to us just as much. So um, anyway, we have Annie here sitting with us, and she had a, a, a kind of a, a statement question for you, Father. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. when it comes to the Beatitudes and, and uh, trying to be that person to others, um, I use, usually try to start out my day by wondering, you know, okay, Lord, wh what do you need me to do? And I think it's, I found that uh, as I go through my day, you might be, have someone who's come to you or called you or whatever that needs to have some attention and, uh, and be served in some way. And I try to recognize that and uh, follow through in whatever the situation might be. And I think that's the hardest part to realize is that, you know, every day we probably can be approached by people who have those needs that uh, we can serve, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that is very true, that every day God is teaching us something. So if we can be present to whatever happens during the day, uh, 
will realize what God is teaching. Oftentimes it's just a kind of a side remark of somebody that uh, I remember after a talk I gave, you know, that, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I mentioned that uh, kind of Mary, that uh, she had accepted whatever God gave to her and that oftentimes what God gives to us is a suffering that then somebody comes to us afterwards and asks for the teaching that the very thing that we had to experience first and then be healed in. And, and so somebody came in, it wasn't really applicable to the talk I gave, but that's what she picked up afterwards and said, that's very true, what you said, because I've really been going through a lot of difficulties and I didn't know why, and, then, and people have started to come to me that have that very same difficulty. <laughs> wow. and, and she was learning how to be compassionate and understanding for them by having experienced the very thing in herself. And so what the Lord gives us is teaching us, right. and then he gives us examples of people that need the very thing he just taught to us. So if you give him permission to teach you, he'll use everything. He, he is doing it already, but it's like mm -hmm. our being open to hear and appreciate how he's teaching us in everything that happens to us during the day. Mm. The Lord works in strange ways sometimes, mm -hmm. or all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so the other thing that um, stru struck me that you said, um, Father, among many, was that about being a doormat and how um, we are. Jesus modeled the way for us to stand up for oneself, not to be a doormat. Yes, by being exactly not not to not to uh, identify with what somebody is saying to you, right? Uh, and then let them put you down, so to speak. Because we shouldn't be looking at ourselves the way other people look at us. We should only look at ourselves in the light of God's sight. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody was making a a prayer for healing, and that's really what she felt called to change is that she was looking at herself the way her parents thought of her or whatever and that was just making her feel like she really wasn't lovable or she wasn't worth anything mm -hmm. and and so after we went through the process and gave all of that to Jesus you know and then asked him to give us the grace then to make a new decision the new decision that she uh, made was to see herself in the light of Jesus's eyes mm. and to not think of herself in the light of the eyes of her parents who were wounded themselves and they probably just see their own faults in her mm -hmm. or or whatever you know it's kind of like if we look in Jesus's eyes we see God's love and if we can see ourselves in light of God's love then we'll have compassion on ourselves Mm -hmm. And if we don't have mercy on ourselves, I don't think we'll be able to have mercy on anybody else. Mm -hmm. And yet it takes many years, maybe for most of us, to come to that, mm -hmm. to, grow, grow yes. to grow into that. Well, a lot of it also depends because see, we, we make God in our own image. Mm -hmm. And so for a long time we're thought that we had to be good for God to love us. Mm -hmm. And that can't be right because Jesus, God was sent, he sent Jesus to us. So 
So Jesus didn't have to help God love us. He helped to, He wanted to express that God already loves us mm -hmm. because he only does what he sees the Father doing. So the Father already loved us. Mm -hmm. And he sent his own son to identify with us so that we would know that we're loved right where we are. Mm -hmm. and, and we don't have to be good because no one is good, as Jesus said, except God. And so don't try to be good. Just try to be children of God and he loves you and try to be beloved of God and then you'll be better you'll be good <laughs> <laughs> mm, Father you know I didn't realize you were in the Holy Land in the Easter season yes yes wasn't that beautiful you, you've been uh -huh. there before have you I have been there yes uh -huh. so yeah, how was, was it different this time what what struck you this time well for one thing uh, I think the more you're there, the less you just look at externals and you can get into the spirit mm -hmm. of things. And then, and somehow the, the group that we were with was very open to, you know, becoming a, a group that cared for each other. So there was a sense of community in the whole uh, pilgrimage gradually, you know, they got to know one another and appreciate each other, etc. So mm -hmm. it was a very powerful blessing. The Lord was working through everybody and a lot of those were people who had never been there before so it was exciting for them to sure. experience it for the first time sure. and what about and I, going to the places where jesus mm -hmm. taught and lived and so on did, did you did you come up with any new um new graces or new insights about any of the the teachings or the places where jesus well what one yeah yeah one of the deepest places in, in this time we didn't for example, in Gethsemane, where, uh, you know, on Holy Thursday, mm -hmm. that evening, we went to a service in the Gethsemane church, and then they had a candlelight procession up to uh, the place where Jesus was scourged. But instead of going in the procession, we stayed in the church, mm -hmm. and there wasn't as many people. There were still a lot of people, but not as many. And so we could get close to the rock where Jesus kind of just prayed. Mm. And that was very powerful, just to be there and the rock that Jesus was, uh, that they celebrate is where Jesus interceded for us and, and mm. came to that, you know, Father, if it be possible that this pass from me, yes, but not yeah. my will, but yours be done. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of letting that sink in oh. and all the years of people praying on that rock, you know. Yes, yes. And they, they covered the rock with the rose petals and so people could take the rose petals and with the, with the rock, you know, in the in the service itself before they went on the that's beautiful the, uh, can, candlelight procession, you know. That's very meaningful. So it was meaningful. beautiful. It was really nice. Yeah. Very meaningful, mm -hmm. um, Father. So I, as you're speaking, it's like what's really on my heart is that it's so easy for me to sit here and to listen to you because I'm such a believer, you know. I I I, I mm -hmm. wish. There's so many out there, and maybe our listeners among them, who don't really know the gift of who God is and who Jesus is to us. If they only knew the gift, <laughs> um, you know, they yeah. would just go running to the nearest church and to the nearest tabernacle. And that's kind of on my heart lately to help bring this message to others, how loving Christ is and how how he loves us more than we love ourselves or how he loves our children more than we do. So I don't know, Father, I'm just kind of throwing that out there to you because 
Um, how can, what can we do to to bring this Je- this Jesus, make him more alive to others? You have such a facility well, for doing it for when you're well, speaking. So I'm just well, I, I <laughs> yeah, well, I had to learn it after many many years. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever I communicate is really Jesus communicating through me because it yes. isn't anything that I yes. would have been very good at. <clears throat> uh, from my conception on because I had to learn all of these things for example I when we grew up uh, I kind of had to feel well Jesus had to suffer for the father to love us well that you know the more I think about it the more I realize that certainly can't be right because mm-hmm. Jesus says he only does what he sees the father doing so basically it was the father who loved us first so that's mm-hmm. and and sent Jesus. So think of the Father's willingness to sacrifice His own Son mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for us, who are, have no right to it. Because, well, although in some way we do, because we're all messed up, not just because of our sin, but because of those that have been handed down to us. So, mm-hmm. so He's. He, but He said ultimately that He's got to do it. He had to come for us to be transformed, and so. Basically, we have to stop trying to be good for God. Mm-hmm. And we have to recognize that God loves us infinitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I keep telling people, you know, when I said in the, in the uh, Passion Week, I said, Lord, you must be upset with me that I made you suffer so much. And he said, no, I would have done infinitely more if you only believe I love you. Mm. Oh. And... And I realized it must be God because he could only do infinitely more. Yes, yes, <laughs> He's the yes. only one that could do infinitely yes, more. Yes, yes. <laughs> and there's no end, in other words, to what he would do if we would only believe that he loves us. Mm-hmm. There, that's so true, isn't it? And yet the, the burden I'm feeling lately is that how to, like, standing next to people even in the supermarket it's dawning on me like a lot of these people don't know god don't know jesus mm-hmm. should i start putting things in my purse to hand out to them i don't know i'm just i'm questioning how to to bring make god alive more <laughs> well, that's that's a good point because one of the people that's teaching me some new prayer forms tom Biciata and and uh he learned these things over experience in a m- number of different ways, just by processing things, by bringing the difficulties that one has in life and uh, going through steps, you know, to mm-hmm. to uh, identify, you know, what is my feeling about this difficulty? Where is it located in me? What, you know, what's the form of it? And yeah. it's, to get at the decision that we made, like I made a decision, I won't be a burden in the in the womb. Mm-hmm. And and that's part of the problem, in other words, that decision. So did we make a decision that all life is a struggle and I have to be good or I can never be good mm-hmm, or whatever? Mm-hmm. Whatever those decisions are, are part of the problem. And so if we put everything in a box and give it to Jesus oh. and then <clears throat> let Jesus restore the grace that was hidden in that, but we didn't use it or whatever, and make a new decision. And so that's when the the uh, person made that new decision about looking at herself, not the way her mother looked at her or mm-hmm. other people looked at her, but the way Jesus looks at her. And that gave her freedom. She stopped <laughs> doing what she was doing. 
So if we could just put our problems in a big box mm -hmm. with the decision that we made, is it too much for God? Whatever the decision we made, mm -hmm. and put that in the box too, mm -hmm. and give it to Jesus. Oh, I love and that then, image. Yes. And then let him give us the restored grace that, that was hidden behind that decision. Because mm -hmm. we made a decision to avoid pain or to do something like that. Instead yeah. of listening to the pain, we fought it. Yes. Whereas the pain was the sharing in the cross of Jesus that was meant to purify us and to free us to love. So we don't have to fight it. We just need to listen and give it to Jesus and then give our decision and make our decision to be trust that God only wants good for us. He, he wouldn't even let it happen if he didn't mean to bring good out of it. Mm -hmm. So if we could bring it to Jesus and let us make a new decision, well, he started doing that, and then he would talk to people in grocery lines, and they would ask him, "What you know? What does he do?" And he says, "Oh, I do. I've been working on a prayer form." So, what is it? And so, well, it's best if we do it. Would you like to do it right? And so he would do it right there. So <laughs> they were get, they were getting healed in grocery lines, you know. <laughs> all because he was doing this himself. Because he was doing it himself, and he had a, a process, and it was working with him, and. Uh, it, it was very theologically sound, you know, because if we give everything to Jesus, mm -hmm. then he said he'll take care of it. Remember that I think we advertised that before the the uh, oh, novena for trust. The, of, your Italian uh, priest. Do you have that? Yeah. There's one paragraph of that that's so powerful. Yeah, he do says he says here, why do you confuse yourself by worrying? Leave the care of your affairs to me, and everything will be peaceful. I say to you in truth that every act of true, blind, complete surrender to me produces the effect that you desire and resolves all difficult situations. Isn't that some promise? You know, that's so powerful, Father. Every <laughs> act of complete surrender yes. is what the Lord wants. That's right. Just like put it all in a box and give it to Jesus. You could even make let, a box. Let him let him restore it, so that you can make a new decision to trust Jesus with everything. You know that's not a bad idea to make a box. No, no. <laughs> you don't even need to make the box. You can make it as big as you want. You know, <laughs> right. some people need a box car. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a train or a whole you know a whole freight train or something. <laughs> but but every act of complete surrender is. Uh, I'm, can you finish that sentence? Every act of yeah, complete said, surrender. I say to you in truth that every act of true, blind, complete surrender to me mm -hmm. produces the effect that you desire and resolves all difficult situations. So yeah, I'm, I have to bring it to a personal level to completely understand it. So praying for my very ill um, granddaughter to pray for her and to kind of put this prayer in the box, to mm -hmm. put my trust in Jesus that whatever happens with this child um, is, is, what is, is, up, is, I give it to you, Lord. Right. I give it to you, Lord. And then... He then goes on to explain. The next, the next paragraph, he goes on to explain. He, he says, surrender to me does not mean to fret, mm -hmm. to be upset, to lose hope, mm -hmm. 
nor does it mean offering me a worried prayer asking me to follow you and change your worry into prayer. (laughs) (laughs) It's against this surrender, deeply against it, to worry, to be nervous, to be to desire to think about the consequences of anything. Mm. Wow! Because we, we, if we think about the consequences, we're tra- we're trying to control it. And yes. We have to give it to Jesus because we don't know what how He's going to do it or and what He's going to do. And we're showing our lack of faith and trust at the same yes, time. Yes, exactly. So now I just have a new way of um, maybe helping my myself but my maybe my grandkids i mean maybe yes, we, oh yes. i could help them make this box and we could do a, a little lesson about this box oh you know? well, that's a good thing yes if you if you like if they like to make boxes <laughs> they can put all their worries in the box and give it to jesus well that really gives <laughs> me some some fuel for for uh for creativity here, you know, to teach them. Make it make it really practical, yes. But I have a CCD That's class, good. and they're going to be making their first communion next week. So we're going to oh, be wonderful. spending, uh, I mean in a few weeks, we're going to be spending our last class next week um, on believing faith in, in Jesus and his real presence and prayer. And so maybe I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach them about this box. Maybe oh, we'll make a box. Yes, I think that would be lovely. And How old are they? Are they well, they're what? second grade, Father. They're going to be oh, receiving their first communion, so they're like oh, that, seven. That would eight. be wonderful. Yes, I think for second graders, that would be right, wonderful. Right. But it's good for us too if we could just get I, be small enough. <laughs> <laughs> so this novena, I love this novena, Father. Um, you've shared it with me, and. Um, I, and anybody who wants to get it, they can email me, and I can send it to them. It's it, the email is rtsears at gmail dot com. So okay, let's say R- that slowly, Father. R is in Robert, T is in Tom, yes. Sears, Sears S- as in the store, S C A R S, S E A R S, at at gmail dot com. Okay, have you got that, listeners? Because I, Father, I think you might get some emails. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> But I think this this is a wonderful prayer, so it would be well worth uh, getting it. Uh, if I had a, a a neutral site to get it from, I would give it to you, but I don't. So right, <laughs> you right. Give, you just give me that, and it won't take any time for me to send you the the prayer. Well, it's a, it's a tremendous gift to this prayer, this novena, and um, so R T R T Sears. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Wow, Father. Right. Well, this is a, such a wonderful <laughs> show. I We could go on and on. So, um, any other trips coming up, Father? Uh, yes, in August we're going to uh, Rome, Assisi, San Giovanni Rotondo, oh. and then Metagorgia. Oh, how wonderful. That, that is, is, yeah, that's... Uh, is your trip ball booked? Is, are, yeah, that's uh, that is uh, the dates of that is August the seventeenth to the twenty fifth. Okay. And is there room? No, still? no, no. August rather. Yes, there's room. And uh, no, it's August the tenth rather to the twenty third. Twenty third. And it's okay. two thousand eighteen. And get in touch with uh, in your name, Lord. Dot com. Okay. 
www.inyournamelord.com. All right, that's good, You'll Father. get the information for it. And that's going to be a wonderful trip. Yes, so. that's, I'll be, I'll be the, their name, their number, if you want to call Garrett or Margaret, who sure. are involved in scheduling and organizing this, it's 773-790-3164. Wonderful, Father. Wonderful. Well, you've given us so much today, Father. Um, thank you so much. It's a beautiful show and all about God's mercy and love. Um, there's nothing greater, and thank you for doing this. Father, could we devote a couple of minutes now that are left um, to praying for the listeners, for their issues, for their uh, emotional, yes, mental, and physical issues, because there's a lot of illness out there of all kinds so would you pray for our listeners father we have two minutes okay well just use that prayer that we just prayed so we'll put all your concerns your body concerns your emotional concerns your children whatever they are put them in the box along with your anxiety or or fear and give the box to Jesus he says, if you really just give it to me, then it's done. And so, Lord Jesus, we, in your name, I give you all of those boxes with all of those prayers. And we ask that you receive it, Lord, and give grace in return. So the grace of trust and the grace of trusting you for all things. May the Lord Jesus confer that grace on each one who's listening that they might entrust all their concerns to you, Jesus, because that's why you were sent, that we would be transformed in all our needs into what God wanted for us in the beginning, that we would be totally trusting in his love, which he wanted for Adam and Eve in the beginning. We pray for that in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank, Thank you, you, Father. Thank you so much. on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at WSFIRadio.org.
Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.